Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Harvey Norman Wampaki, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Good morning and uh, welcome. We're out here at Yarrigan and you're with Brad Sinclair and the main man, Wiz Doherty, has picked up what I had last week. So I had the, uh, the old COVID and I was a week off on the interchange and uh, Mark Hammers Hampton come in, uh, David Hammers Hampton come in and it was him and Wiz last week and, and then uh, they've both got crook. So they're both off. And now joining me in the chair this morning out here at Yarrigan on 91.3 SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, is Mark Seymour. Good morning, Brad. Mate, it's good to see you again. Now, just uh, for our listeners that don't know much about Mark Seymour, he lives in Garfield. and Not, he was, not the singer. Not the singer, <laughs> yes. He was down on the, the board with the Southern uh, Footy League for about 10 years. Yep. And you're on the uh, Southern FM board as well. How long there? Uh, ten years as well. As well, same same time. So we've crossed paths over the years because I used to call some Southern footy with our great man Wiz, and hopefully uh, he gets uh, a little bit better. I know that he's really, really crook at the moment. Yeah, he didn't sound too well when I spoke to him yesterday. No, he's... Um, He's, I know what he's going through, and it, it floored me last week. And, and I, I must admit, I actually laughed a little bit about um, COVID. I was one of the ones, I'll admit, I, I was one of the ones that laughed and said, oh, I think it's all a bit uh, over the top. Boy, it whacked me. And I've, I've had the flu a lot over the years, but never, ever anything like that. Have you had it? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> I'm trying to keep clear of it. Oh, God, so I feel for you, Wiz. Get well soon, and and you two hammers um, uh, get well very very soon. Hey, don't forget the show is all brought to you by Harvey Norman One Faggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Now let's start off with a little bit of AFL. Last night, Mark, the Bulldogs big winners in the end, fourteen fifteen ninety nine, Collingwood seven nine fifty one, forty eight point winners. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Who do you follow, just firstly? Melbourne. Oh, well, that, that, that used to be a bad thing. It did, That's a very it? good thing. So I feel comfortable really giving it to the Collingwood people now. Uh, it sets my weekend up when Collingwood play on a Friday night and get touched up like that. I'm, I'm, I've got a real spring in my step all weekend now. Well, what made it even better was uh, the player that they gave away, Adam Trelaw, uh, winning the medal for best on ground. Three goals, 30-plus uh, possessions. Yeah, how uh, good was he? How good would you feel being a Collingwood supporter, seeing all of that? Yeah, yeah, and then then he's up there collecting collecting the uh, what was it? The uh, Charlie Sutton and Bob Rose, Bob Rose medal. medal. Yeah. Um, do they were good? They looked better around the ball last night. I thought the Bulldogs than they have in the probably a month. Well, they smashed Collingwood in the clearances Didn't and the they? contested position. Just. They were just walking it out of the centre there at one stage. Yeah. Certainly in the first quarter. A big difference, Bontempelli, when he's back in that side, isn't he? 
Oh, it moves like a thoroughbred racehorse. Doesn't he? Yeah. No, very good. And then losing Pendlebury just before the jump last night didn't help Collingwood. So, but uh, it's going to be hard for the Pies now, I think, and uh, I like that. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of when they're, they're struggling, but it was good to see the Bulldogs get back uh, to close to their best now during the week too. Big one. The Giants coach, Leon Cameron, resigned on Wednesday morning. His last game tomorrow against the Blues out at Giants Stadium in Sydney. I'm, al- th- I'm always interested when there's uh, an agreed resignation. How, yeah. mu- how much were you pushed and how much did you think that uh, you should have gone? Yeah. Uh, I, I know when he was interviewed the week before, it didn't sound like he was going to uh, finish any time soon, but I think the uh, storm clouds gathered after that last loss and he saw he was for the high jump, so he jumped before he was pushed. I totally agree. He's, he's obviously sat down with him and thought, well, I'm, I'm on my way out here. And I, I actually was in a uh, Gippsland footy run by Alan Carter. He does a... Um, a uh, footy podcast and we did one early in the year with Wiz and Dan Eddy the great footy book author and we spoke about we had to say who our, we thought the first coach was. was mine was Leon Cameron and my reasoning for that was predominantly because they had Toby Green out for the first five weeks so they were always going to struggle mm. and they've had pretty good success he's done pretty well but I always thought he was going to be under the pump and in the end it it, it must have been terrible. I've been there as a coach, turning up for work. You're knowing you haven't got the support because they start to avoid you. And the CEO will avoid you, the president will avoid you. And I reckon that's what might have happened with Leo. From all accounts, everyone that I speak to, and, and, and I'm friends with a very good friend of his, and they speak incredibly highly of his footy intelligence. They reckon he's a ripper. Yeah, yeah. The problem is the players they keep losing. Uh, yep. You can't have a side that's continually up when the players who come from other states are continually being poached away. You've, so to get better, you not only have to replace them, you've also got to get some better players in. And they lost their marquee player, Jeremy Cameron, and, and was he, in the end of the day, was he the uh, nail in the coffin? He kicks five against them, and the following week he makes the announcement that he's going. So... How do you go with... A lot of people have tipped the Giants because of this. I've stayed with the Blues, even though they lost Mackay as well. Where do you sit? Do you, do you, are you one of those that buy into when a club loses a coach, they win? Have you, who have you tipped? I've tipped Carlton. Yeah. I think they're playing too well. That's what I reckon. And the other thing is they've still got the old coach. Where the clubs usually have success is where they axe the coach then the new coach coaches the next week. So I'd be looking for GWS to win not this week, but next week under the under McVeigh. Yeah, and Mark McVeigh's, what, nine years, eight, eight years as an assistant coach, yeah. senior assistant. So there's nothing new for them. Um, Although, interestingly, not mentioned as a front-runner for the full job itself. Eight coaches ahead of him they've named before he's even thought of. So how would you be if you were sitting in that seat? Look, there's normal progression. You would always think, oh, well, I've got a chance. Yeah. I I think he's got no chance. He's a definite caretaker, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, the obvious one, um, Alistair Clarkson, what do you think? Well, he's he's at the top of every list, isn't he? He is. Is, is, it his, is it his job if he makes the phone call and says, 
is it his job if he makes the phone call and says, look, uh, I want it? Doesn't the AFL want him to go to Gold Coast, though? <laughs> well, that's the thing. that Both these clubs are owned by the AFL. Exactly. Gold Coast and the Giants. So how, how does that go? Um, is, is the Gold Coast in greater need of repair? Because if you're looking at it, you'd send him where the most need is, wouldn't you? Who's the better list? From an Alistair Clarkson point of view, sitting back picking the eyes out of the lists, which list would you take or would you prefer? I think I'd take Gold Coast. It was a good win last week. Yeah, look, they've got King who's done his knee. Yep. He's got to come back into the side. Um, Took Miller, uh, a couple of other players who are very good. I don't think they're playing to their potential. Now, that may not be just the coach. I think any, any team that's been in the Gold Coast, doesn't matter whether it's basketball, rugby, Australian rules, no one's made a go of it. Um, are there too many distractions? I don't know. But if I, if I was the AFL... I'd want Clarkson to go to the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, begs the next question. Is James Hurd a chance? He started there at the start of this year in a senior role. Will he get, will he get a look in? Will he get... I think he'll get interviewed, will he? He might get interviewed, but I wouldn't give him the job. You wouldn't? No. No? No, I think there are other better-placed people. Um, hasn't had any premiership success as a coach. Um, if I look at a name we were talking about before, Adam Uze, been at Hawthorne when they were successful, winning premierships, been at Melbourne, they've won premierships since he was there. Um, he'd be a bloke that I'd be running the ruler over very, very carefully. He was on my list here to ask you, actually. Nathan Buckley? Maybe. Maybe. And Maybe. I'd, I'd, I'd have him ahead of Heard. I'll tell you a name that's bobbed up that really surprised me. Um, was Andrew McWalter, who's been at Richmond for a while. Now, his name popped up yesterday, and Adam Kingsley, who I think has interviewed for every job in the last five years, six years. Yeah, he'd be the most unluckiest uh, assistant coach going around, I think. He's had more interviews than uh, mm. we've had cut lunches. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. I, I, I'm, I think Alistair Clarkson, and I know everyone's saying the Suns, I pose a question. Has it forced the hand of the Suns and some other clubs now? Has it forced their hand to make a move on what they want to do now? It probably has. Do you think North Melbourne's considering things? Yeah, you, that's a tough one. He took on a tough job. They were in a mess. Yeah. But they only played in a preliminary final four years ago too. Yeah, it's, but it's a winning business. And if you're not yeah. winning, you're always under scrutiny. Now, if you're... A, if you're the AFL and, and you've got GWS and the Gold Coast, you want to make a splash. So I can't see a possibly a Kingsley or an Uze perhaps getting a look in because it's all about the splash and, hey, look, what, look what we've, who we've appointed. So you would be looking at a Hurd or a Clarkson or a Buckley, I think. That, they'd be the top three. And, and if you're running against them... I think you've got a harder job than normal in trying to prove that you should have the job. It's going to be an interesting, interesting few months. There's no doubt about that. We might take our first break out here at Yarrigan. Um, all thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Don't forget, your local store for computers and electric, all free, click and collect available now. We've got some guests this morning out here at Yarrigan. We'll be talking to Bo Vernon, the coach of Phillip Island, who has an All Abilities Day next Saturday. So interested to talk to him. We'll talk to Renee Kemp 
from the Yarrigan Netball Club and we'll also talk to the senior coach of Yarrigan, Brad Weller. That is all after the 11.30 news. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Uh, welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland, 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on any interview or the full show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Gippsland Power Equipment, your local steel specialist dealer. It is time for our local sport update. And it's Brad Sinclair with Mark Seymour. Mark, Gippsland footy this weekend, some big games. Yeah, some very big games. Probably the uh, pick of them is uh, Maui and Sale at Maui. Uh, Maui a good win last week and Sale having some good form recently. So Maui is sitting second on the ladder at the moment and Sale fourth. So did you say that one was at Maui? Yes. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Who else? Uh, Terrelgan playing their first home game since uh, very early last year because of the floods, playing Wonthaggy. Uh, Wonthaggy obviously top two this season. Uh, Terrelgan trying to uh, get into at least the top four, I would have thought, but uh, had a bit of a reverse last week at Warrigal. Uh, very uh, unusual to see them lower their colours at Warrigal. Yes, I noticed that. Seven points Warrigal got up over Terrelgan. And that was, I seen the, the song, the Warrigal boys singing the song after the game, and they were up and about, so it must have been a great win for them. Yeah, well, a good friend of mine uh, is a big Warrigal fan, and uh, he made sure to uh, send me three or four texts during the afternoon <laughs> telling me, <laughs> telling me uh, to uh, take a walk. So who, who else today, then? Uh, all right, we've also got Leon Gather at home uh, against Warrigal. I think that might be a pretty one-sided game. Warrigal, for me, top two, might even probably finish top, I would have thought, at the end of the season. Leon Gaffer? Yeah, yeah. sorry, Leon Gaffer. Yeah, they, they look the goods, don't they? They do. Then uh, an interesting game, Druin playing Bairnsdale at Druin. Uh, Druin underachieving, I would have thought, and Bairnsdale probably they're on a par, so it should be a very close, interesting game. So some big games there. We're out here for the Yarrigan Trafalgar game out here at uh, Yarrigan Recreation Reserve in the Allenbank District Footy League. That's going to be a big game. Traff lost their first game last week to Bullen and Yarrigan were unable to score last week. So uh, shocking conditions. So it'll be interesting to, to see how they go. Um, now, in the West Gippsland, we're going to talk to, very shortly, we're going to talk to Bo Vernon, who's the senior coach out there at Phillip Island. He won premierships at Gather as their coach. He's won them with... Uh, Philip Island, and, and he's got a big uh, All Abilities Day coming up in uh, a few weeks. Uh, next week, actually, so day. Um, and they're, today they're playing Kui Rup, so we'll have a chat to Bo very, very soon if we can. We'll get him on the line. Um, so with Warrigal, you follow Tarogan, don't you? Yes. So you were actually heading up there to watch that big game today. Yeah, I got diverted. Against Wonthag, and they've diverted you here. Because so, you're going to call this afternoon with me for the big game here. Now, what bring, what's the connection at Tarelgan? Uh I coached the thirds there back in the mid-80s. Wow. And then I was the CEO there when they were in the VFL for two years. Were you really? Yeah. Okay. So, Joffa Cunningham coached them, didn't he? Coached, coached them for one season, yeah. And how, how was that in the VFL back in those days with Tarelgan? How'd they... 
won only won one game in, in the first season, uh, beat North Ballarat, and then won five in the second season. And they had the option to either stay or go back to uh, the local league. And I would have thought that, given they are a very successful club, they thought rather than stay in the VFL. Um, they'd go back to the local league and at the time I thought that wasn't a good decision but I think the way the VFL is now I think it's probably a, a very good decision we've seen what happened to the demise of North Ballarat um, couldn't keep pace and um, although they won a few premierships aren't in the competition anymore So did it, how was the town when they were in the VFL? Did they get, really get behind them? Yep. They did? Yeah and I'll tell you what the most interesting thing was recruiting players from some of the other sides um, I can remember giving uh, a very good mall player who was playing in the VFL list. I gave him his Terrelgan jumper to pull on and he looked at me and said, I don't think I can pull this on because Moore and Terrelgan such yes. arch rivals. Uh, but it, it got everybody together and uh, look, they had, team, they had players from all over the Gippsland League playing in that Terrelgan side. Uh, look, it, it would have been successful if it had continued, but I can understand why they didn't. Yeah, it's a, a tough gig. It happened with North Ballarat. They struggled. Oh, actually, they had a lot of success. Mm. Then towards the end, they struggled. Berwick was another one, weren't, weren't they? Yep. They, yeah, they Berwick, come into it. Berwick, uh, Kilsyth. There's quite a, quite a number of clubs who've tried to join and uh, then didn't, didn't keep going with it, unfortunately. It's incredible, isn't it? Because I remember those days and, and I remember when Juffa went down there and, and I... Th I don't think Daryl went with him because Daryl spent a lot of time up in Mafra. Mafra, that's right. And didn't play under Joffrey at Tarog in the VFL, no. which I, I, I found surprising. The, hard, the hardest thing was that I remember starting in December 1995 and we're going to start playing matches in April 96. So we have to recruit a whole VFL side in three months. Um, almost impossible. And if you were going to do it today, you would say, look, we need, it. We need at least 12 months lead in similar to Port Adelaide when they come into the AFL. Mm, unbelievable. I could talk to you for hours about that. It'd be very interesting. And I didn't know you were the CEO uh, there at Tarelgan either because I spent a little bit of time down there in the, around those years. But uh, we, we must move on because now it's time to talk to the great man, Bo Vernon, who was uh, talking about premierships earlier. He's won them at Lee and Gather. He's won them at Phillip Island. We're going to talk to him a little bit about Phillip Island, but the big thing that we want to talk to him about is the All Abilities Day they got next Saturday out at Phillip Island. Good morning, Bo. Hey, Finkers. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm fantastic. It's good to see you hear your voice again. Now, before we get on to the All Abilities Day, you got Kui up today, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... Uh, sorry if I'm um, hard to hear. I'm just pulling into Kui up now, um, so... Trying to pull over my car so I can speak to you properly, but yeah, looking forward to taking on Cooey today. We've got their rivalry um, against Cooey. Haven't haven't played them uh, yeah, in my first year as coach anyway in a in a grand final. So yeah, yeah, be an interesting day. So you're travelling quite nicely, of course, at the moment, and a good win over Envelope just recently. Yeah, great win last week. It was a great game. It was high scoring game and. Um, yeah, Inverloch quality side, so we're pretty happy to get the get the chocolates there against them. Now, Bo, um, big day next Saturday. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, yeah, next Saturday we're running an All Abilities Day. So people with a disability, um, we're inviting down to the club. Uh, going to run a morning tea, uh, and then yeah, it's more about just making people feel welcome and in included, and 
I'm very passionate about the area, um, you know, that sort of sort of area and field. and um, So, yeah, just making people feel welcome to come down to the club. So, yeah, we'll do that. Um, for those that want to, we'll have some netball and football activities and get um, the people to meet um, the footy players and, and put on a day. And I see it as, like, one, being inclusive, but two, I think as a club we've got an obligation to, um, you know, make sort of... Um, broaden our players' eyes and make better people and I think by um, having different disabilities down at club it, it makes um, people uh, better better people and um, we got young Jess Gislingham down at the club um, who trains Tuesday, Thursdays. He's got Down syndrome and, you know, like, I've got no doubt we provide a lot of support and joy for him but, you know, he makes us a better club as, as well with the amount of passion he brings and uh, the energy and uh, and just how good of a person he is around the club. So he's going to be actually put, pulling on the jumper next week. Hopefully he's not listening. He doesn't know yet, but he'll be pulling on the jumper next week and playing now twos um, against oh, Salson. That, that, that is fantastic, Bo. I remember my time there. Him and his father, Shane, were um, great Phillip Island people that just love the footy club. They were always there. Now, this is a big date. It kicks underway at 9am. You're playing Daleston on the day. How do, how do people yeah. register or if they want more information? Yeah, so the actual um, you know, uh, day itself, All Abilities Day, it's included in our um, yeah, regular Saturday um, football. So in terms of the day itself, it won't kick off. Morning tea won't kick off till 11.30. Um, we'll have an hour there. Um, and you can jump on the either Philip Island Facebook, Facebook page. There was a post put up with a link there or all go to... Gibbs Sport uh, web, website, so Gibbs Sport, G-I-P-P-S-P-O-R-T, Gibbs Sport, um, go to their website and you can register there as well. Um, there'll be free Philip Island Footy Club, Footy Netball Club membership for all participants uh, that register and uh, and also free hoodie for the first 50 people uh, with a disability that register as well. That's fantastic, Bo. You're doing a mighty job in that space, not only in local footy, but the local community. I commend you. I look forward to uh, seeing how you go today and next week against Dalston. All the very best, and, in, and, and we'll make sure we really pump next Saturday for you as well. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Um, yeah, I, just, I know how much of a positive influence the disability community has had on my life, and I've um, yeah, obviously had some challenges um, I've gone through, but... I'm pretty thankful for my injury for exposing me to to the community and um, yeah, I really encourage everyone else to embrace uh, people from different walks of life and uh, have a real influence on, on your life I'd, I'd reckon, so thanks heaps and all the best today lads and um, yeah, hopefully catch up soon Good on you both, thanks very much it'll be uh, an interesting day, don't forget if you want to register or for more information, www.gipsport.com.au or even contact Gene, G-E-N-E, at gipsport.com.au and they'll help you out. It's time for the 11.30 news and after the news, we'll talk to Renee Kent from the Yarrigan Netball Club and also Brad Weller, the Yarrigan Senior Coach. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
Uh, welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland. You're on 91.3 SEN Track South West Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app at sen.com.au and don't forget you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcast. It's all thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical free click and collect available now. Now we're just waiting on Renee Kemp to come into uh, our little makeshift studio here in the Yerrigan footy rooms. Now, Mark, we've got Mark Seymour with me this morning as Wiz is off with the dreaded COVID. Um, we are talking about Terrelgan earlier and your time at Terrelgan. It really interests me because that was a massive big club before they went into the VFL in that area, weren't they? They were very successful. Um, and with football and netball... And then over the top of that big club that they've already got, you then place a VFL club. So um, North Ballarat did it differently. They got rid of their reserves and didn't play in the local competition. They just specifically went into the VFL and that was it. Um, Terralgan believed that they had a role to play in the local league. They didn't want to get out of the local league. Um, none of the local teams wanted to get them to get out of the local league either. So they stayed in. Um, which was probably a very difficult business model to run. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. And I know the distance in travelling in, in Gippsland League's big enough as it is. You're going to Bansdale and Sale and Mafra. But, gee, you're going from Terrelgan through the city to Box Hill and Preston and Coburg, and they would have been really difficult. Or did you have a lot of players Melbourne-based? In uh, that time? No, didn't have many players Melbourne-based at all. Uh, it was usually uh, bus, players travelled by bus. Um, Ballarat was, North Ballarat was overnight. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, look, logistically it created all sorts of problems. Um, probably the hardest one was, I think, um, in our first season we were drawn to play Frankston at Frankston um, in the first game, and Frankston uh, were coming off playing in a preliminary or a grand final the year before. So it was, a, it was a baptism by fire. Would have been, would have been. Um, I, I could imagine so, and that, and that travel, and, and I'm living in Ballarat at the moment, so I do a fair bit of Ballarat, Melbourne, I'm all over country Victoria. And um, uh, so I'm, I know exactly what that's like, but having to play footy and do all that sort of stuff uh, would have been really difficult as well. So I'll have to have a chat with you off air about that. I'm really interested in what happened with Terrelgan uh, through those years because... Um, they come back and become a powerhouse again, though, didn't they? They Which did. is really good, really good. Hey, it's time to move on. We've got to talk some netball now. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Renee, we're fantastic. Uh, looking forward to a big day here. It's a little bit drizzling. And, uh, is the rain holding off? It is holding off, yeah. It's quite right? good out there. Good oh, conditions. That's good. Now, the Waterloo Cup. Tell us a little bit about the Waterloo Cup. Oh, so I don't know too much about the Waterloo Cup, only that we don't get to see it too much here in Yarragon, and we would like that to change. So, Someone yeah. asked me the other day, what was it about? Is it about the war? Well, I think originally Yarragon was called Waterloo, uh, okay. and then Yarragon and Trafalgar are both on Waterloo Road. And it is the longest cup of any two sides in the country in this sport. Yes, I only found that out last week. That's amazing. So that's why it's so well contested, I think. So how's netball travelling for you at the moment? Uh, we're going all right. I've just yeah. come over from the courts. 
Yeah, so we've had a, a well, Truffy is our biggest rival, really. They had to follow us into a different league so they could keep competing against us, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, we were rivals in exactly, Mid-Gippy, obviously. Mid-Gippy. And, I mean, the geography of it just says that you would be rivals. I mean, what is it, eight kilometres? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's just up the highway. It's always like, I put it as an Australian-New Zealand thing. It's uh, Yarragon and Trafalgar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And where, where are you situated personally? Where do you live? Yarragon. You live in Yarragon. Of course. You're not, you're not allowed to live in Traff. No. There would have to be people playing netball and football here that live in Traff, surely. Oh. Well, it's not allowed. Well, I could, I could name names, but I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. <laughs> All right, so, A great. what's your role? Uh, so I'm our netball president. Yep. Yeah. So I work with a little subcommittee, and yeah, we're we're doing well. And h- how's A grade going at the moment? Our A grade, they're going all right. They're so it's a new group. Um, we've got a new head coach who's come in this year, looking after A and B grade, Sonia King, and she's just building them up. So we've we've been down the bottom for quite a while. Um, but we're slowly working our way up. Our juniors are really going well. Um, our 15s were undefeated premiers last year in Allenbank League. And so they were the 13s. They've all moved up and we're just gradually building our club back up. Okay. Um, your background before taking over the presidency here, what's your background always been Yarrigan? Uh, so I started as an under 10 under here under Denise Orgel yeah wow. playing for Yarrigan that's uh, a well known name around this area Orgel yeah yep. definitely yeah yep. so Kel's our her daughter Kelly's now our 15s coach yeah so Orgel's a very well we have the Orgel Cup as well with Darnham Hughes Orgel Cup well, we have with Nilma Darnham that was going to be my question because I coached Nilma, Nilma Darnham back in the day for four years and that name was very prevalent at Nilma Darnham Yes. So that's the... And I think Adam, that I coached over there. Yes. Adam Orgel, also played footy here as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and his children now play for Yarrigan. So Tanner is in our 15 side. Darcy's in our junior club. His sister Taryn, we've welcomed with open arms. She's in our... Uh, she'll be heading into our A-grade team. Taz is back here too. So, yeah, they're definitely... I mean, I'm talking 1985. <coughs> wow. Give or take a couple of years. Yeah, so always been Yarrigan, lived away for quite a few years, and uh, but I've always loved this club. Okay, so with your your 13s, they're travelling all right, already won a couple of games and a healthy percentage. Yep. So that's the crux of it, because these are small towns. Um, to get these girls in entrenched in the, in, in the, the club and not move on to... Because we're talking, we are in the midst of the biggest stretch of football netball clubs for a space of 100 kilometres that you will see anywhere along this highway. You can drive from where Mark is, Garfield, to Bansdale and and, and you'll probably come past 60 to 70 different football and netball clubs. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? For the size of the town. Yeah. yeah. So I I take my hat off to you that you're able to do this and keep them going. How How do we as a president, how do you keep that interest with the girls? Uh, well, we've started under 11s, so we're developing them right from nine years old, basically, just to give them the skills because it is very competitive. As soon as you hit Ellenbank under 13s league, it's a competition. Like, it, it's game on. So we've found by having 11s, you know, it's giving the girls an extra two years to get their skills developed 
then by the time they're hitting, hitting the court, we're a lot more competitive. We've got 11 side, quite often over summer we run teams in Warrigal, we had two 13s, we've got quite a lot of girls this year, I think we had about 18 tryout for our 15 side, which is unheard of. Um, so we're really, we're really proud of that. We've got quite a lot of our juniors moving up and filling spots in our senior teams as well. And our girls that came out of 17s last year have also made permanent spots in our, in our senior sides. So pardon my ignorance, but has Yarrigan got a high school? No, I no didn't think school. so. It's got a primary school. Yep. So when they're getting to that 12, 13, they're going to Warrigal or they're going to Traff or whatever they're doing, yep. going to school. Is it, does that become a problem keeping them? Do they end up getting coaxed? Uh, it does, yeah. We've, we've found they seem to stay, like the, especially the netballers. So footy, my, my husband coaches the 16 side who are doing phenomenally well this year. Well done, boys. Um, we do find that a lot of them do want to play with their friends. It's, so, it's socialising. That's, you know, that's what we all do it for, is to have fun and spend time with people that we enjoy the company of. Yeah. So the, yeah. the rundown of the Waterloo Cup, this really interests me. So the rundown, you've got, you've got your A, B, C, and then you've got your 17s, 15s, 13s in your netball. Then you've got your, your fourths and thirds and so fourths and seconds and firsts. And, does each win get accumulated points? How, do, how does it happen? It's a senior football game. And that's it. That is it. Oh, well, we've got to do a bit of work I know. about that. I know, right? Hey? Yeah. What, what's your, it might just be called the Waterloo Footy Cup. The Waterloo Footy Cup, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get onto that, I yeah. think. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, you might win more netball. Correct. But if they win the senior footy, they get the Waterloo Cup. And that's you said right. it off the outset. You haven't seen it for a while. No, but we also do get to sit back and complain about it, see? <laughs> As we like so, to do. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons for everything. But, no, we're right behind the boys. They're... We're, Yarrigan itself, and I do say this and I don't know how politically correct it is, we don't win a lot of games traditionally and we retain our players. So obviously people are at our club for a different reason. Yep. It's not all about winning games, it's, it's the community that we have here that keeps players that, that, and, and families. That's so right. Mark Seymour sits with us, who was on the board of the yes, Southern Footy League, which is suburban footy. And I'd played some suburban footy and then played some country. And same with coaching. And I found, Mark, with the country, having the netball with the football made it such a better day yep. than just going and playing footy with a couple of games of footy. And I do notice the Southern Footy League are very strong on their netball now. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they've got about ten divisions. Yeah, they? it's huge. Yeah, so they're one of the very few suburban metropolitan competitions that have taken on the netball. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. very few. There's not a lot of them are going the way of the footy path, but I yeah. like the different sport. Yeah, and my my daughter coaches A grade at Devon Meadows in the yeah. Mornington Peninsula, and she come up through Berwick. And, yeah. and, and I love that idea of yeah. being able to do that. I think yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you see the players, especially the netballers, you know, they bring the babies in prams. The husbands have to come and get them. They're still in their gear from their seconds games or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You can, we just say to them, if you've got kids, just bring them. Someone will look after them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who, but it's just community. Yep. Thanks for joining us. We've got to take a quick break because then we've got uh, your senior coach, Brad Weller, where we need to have a chat to. Correct. We're running out of time. Thanks very much for your time. All the very best today. Thank you. And let's get this movement going.
that the Waterloo Cup has to change to netball and football results. What do you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> good idea. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank we'll, you. We'll take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we'll have the Yarragon senior coach, Brad Weller, uh, sitting with us, uh, having a chat about the big Waterloo Cup game this afternoon. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Good morning, Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Trove Valley with Brad Sinclair and Mark Seymour sitting in for the great man Wiz who's cooked with the COVID and joining us now is the senior coach of the Yarrigan Football Club who, Renee, informs us that lives in Trafalgar and coaches Yarrigan. How are you, Brad? Yeah, good boys. Great to have you along. You're also the principal out of Druin Primary. Yeah, certainly are. Um, been there for the last 10 years. So it uh, adds a sort of a fairly hectic weekly schedule to me life, but uh, enjoy it. Have you dodged COVID? No, I haven't. Yeah, so haven't. I've only just come out of isolation, so I missed last yeah. week's game. And, um, yeah, it sort of knocked me around a bit. So, yeah, and it's sort of gone through the club um, at various stages over the last sort of three weeks. Uh, had a few out last week, and um, it, it seems to be sort of the, you know, the thing that each club will have to come up with at different stages during the year. I must say, there's been big improvement in Yarrigan this year, so take me hat off to you. You've done really well so far in this early part of the season, and you're blooding a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the most important thing and, and the most enjoyable thing is to see the, the junior sides running out, you know, 16s and 18s this year, um, and that's something we discussed over the last 18 months. Um, it's paramount to ensure that we've got junior clubs, our junior teams up and going, um, and then obviously that brings some opportunities to blood some young kids. Um, we've got young Zach Keeble today, he'll play his first game, and uh, we're really excited to see um, him don the arrogant jumper. Jake Bernard? Yeah, Jake Bernard comes to us from um, down Beaconsfield Way. He, okay. He's new to the club, so he gets his opportunity today, and we're looking forward to that. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, last week, shocking weather. Um, you've had the clubs had their bout of illness as well. It's a lot of clubs. Oh, don't get me started on poor old West Coast. They're just having a shocking run. They've got another two today. Um, so there's reasons for last week. There's no doubt. These guys are still going to be probably still running at 50-60% you would think, you're out of isolation but I'm like you, I've just come out of it and I'm still not running at 80% so how have they trained, how have you worked that? Yeah well well, this week Tuesday we, we cancelled training um, just to try and sort of maybe ease some of the you know the prevalence of COVID going through. Um, the boys did a bit of their own thing, a couple went for a run and some just sort of took the night off which was you know understandable. Uh, and, and what we've actually done, you know, on Thursday nights, we've actually just broken into our reserves and seniors pretty much straight away, tried to sort of just vary the training a little bit um, and then just try and do that little bit to keep the boys sort of separated as much as we can during the week, which makes it a bit tricky. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things you adjust as you go and, 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 and just make do. There, um, a name that uh, pops out at me is Sam van der Zarm. They tell me he's a one to watch today in the midfield. Yeah, Sam's a ripper. Uh, we got him in the club last year and he moved into Yarrigan, so it was one of those ones by chance that you pick up a quality bloke, um, you know, on and off the field. And it was for me as the coach, it was an obvious thing to try and get him involved from a coaching point of view. So, you know, he stepped into that assistant coach role and brings some real connections with fellas, you know, outside of Yarrigan, um, which is, you know, it really assisted in bringing some new blood to the club, uh, which was you know, paramount for this year. You know, we, had, we needed to build from last year. Um, you know, when I took over last year, 
and you reflect back to 2019 when the boys ran out for the you know previous season, full season. Yeah. I think we only had four players from that season, so it was wow. it was difficult. And, and again, you had no juniors coming through, so to try and, and build a side last year was was really difficult. We knew that, but we had a bit of a plan around. Well, we can if we can get through 2021, and, and let's add a layer again to 2022. We think we can start to build some really strong foundations, and then in conjunction with that, get our junior sides up and running. So. You know, we're laying those platforms, but hopefully, you know, with sustained success moving forward is what we're about. Obvious question for me, who takes Dylan Farrell? Yeah, in obviously, obviously for any team, that'll be a challenge, yeah. you know, week to week. Um, you know, we brought in Damien Allison this year as, as an, another new player, and he plays predominantly ruck. Um, but it's one of those things that we'll have to adjust as the game goes on um, and just see how the game unfolds. Looking forward to today, mate. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. It's going to be a great afternoon out here at Yarrigan for the Waterloo Cup. I know it's been a while since Yarrigan have, have uh, won that. Yeah, How I, long I, precisely do you know? I think around, I think they might have snuck one around 216, 217. Um, but I was just talking to some of the boys personally, you know, from a playing or now a coaching point of view, I've, I've actually never sung the song since 1996. So uh, let's yeah, hope we sing it today. Time. We'll sing it with you. 100% boys, you'll hear it. Yeah, we'll sing it with you up in the box. Looking forward to today. All the very best. Uh, thanks for joining us. And I hope your kids go really well today. Uh, you ought to be commended just being able to get your team on the park this week because I know they've been pretty crook. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, boys. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Well done. It is uh, the great man, Brad Weller, who joined us this morning, as did Renee Kemp from the Netball and Bo Vernon from Phillip Island Football Club. He's got the big All Abilities Day next Saturday, but thanks to my right-hand man this morning, Mark Seymour, without you, we wouldn't have got through this. Thanks very much, mate. Pleasure. Looking forward to calling this afternoon with you in the big game here for the Waterloo Cup. You've been listening to Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. We'll be back next Saturday morning and we're going to be out at Niora where Dane Swan will be running around. Look forward to meeting you, him and you again next week. Bye for now.